Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey, hey guys, it's another Sunday night and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. Come on in here and get on my couch. This is Dr. Delvina. I'm a board certified psychiatrist in South Florida and every night it's a different night, you know, and every day is a different day and experiences are different. And I meet so many just very engaging and interesting people from any and everywhere, really. And I got two guys on my podcast tonight and I wanted to, I wanted to share them with you guys. Cause I think, you know, they're representing the fellas well, and they want to speak about life. And they want to share their journey. And so we're just going to have a, a, a little conversation here. We're going to chop it up. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thanks for having us. Yes. All right. So I got Rich Ford. Rich is up there in Jersey, New York area. And also I have Wyclef. I almost forgot your name, Wyclef, but I, I, I remember because I thought about Wyclef Jean. So. What's up, That's usually how it works. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's usually how it works. That's the association I always get that helps. Mm-hmm. People. Okay. So you and Rich are cousins. Yes. All right. And so, all right, let's put our ages out there. I'm 44. I'll be 45 actually at the very end of this month. Rich, how old are you? I'm 36. Going to be 36. Rich. Can you hear me? <laughs> What's, why you hesitate? So, yeah. Oh. No, I'm going to be, I'm 36, oh, going to be. Seven, I'm sorry, eight, guys. Eight, eight, eight. Sorry. The dogs tell me hurry okay. up to speak properly. He said at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, folks who listen to the podcast, they know I got this dog up in here, this pit bull. And sometimes she is just unrelenting, man. That's so good. Wyclef, in your age? I am 40 going to be 41 in All September. Right, so we got year. about. Okay, September. So we got about 130 years of experience between the three of us, I guess. That's what um, I so, yeah. And, and so the commonality is that we're all three divorced. Correct. Okay. Correct. So I've been divorced since 2006. How long have you been divorced, Wyclef? 2013. And you, Rich? 2018. So I can sum it up and tell you why I, I got divorced. I pretty much got married young. I was in college and really thought I was in love. I was in love and I would have still been married if the guy I married was ready for marriage. But all is well, though. I'm so glad it worked out the way it did because I've been living my best life ever since. So I'm good. Um, so say what? Living your best life. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm so similar. I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Wyclef. I was just going to say I'm similar in the sense that I got married young. And at the time when I made that choice, there was a lot of other outside circumstances going on in my life. And I felt at that time and in my maturity that that would have been a decision that would have helped settle me down and, um, you know, kind of get my life organized. Uh, But you know, it mm-hmm. didn't work that way. So, 
So, so what are you saying, Wyclef? Are you saying that there was so much happening in your life at the time that you thought marriage was a good idea to help settle some things in your life? Is that what you're pretty much saying? Yeah, that and um, upon meeting the, you know, the, the, the people and the family that was for my ex-wife, mm-hmm. uh, it just... Again, at that time, things seemed like that was the better decision for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I did like, you know, and the, you know, my ex-wife and things were cool at that time, but it was not, um, it was not a hundred percent fully vetted as now in my mature stage. I know uh, I should have vetted certain things. Um, mm. meaning to say, just filter it through God, filter it through just certain other criteria filter to uh, verify. I didn't look at this. I didn't take it as serious as I learned that that decision that I made then was. Um, so, yeah, all of that. Gotcha. Came, yeah. Okay. Do you think you missed some red flags? You seem to be suggesting that there may have been things present that you should have been concerned about that you overlooked. When you say red flags, red flags is uh, so broad, uh, meaning that sometimes there's things that you're not familiar with, not saying it's a red flag, but you're just not familiar with it and you're new to it, whether if it's uh, entering into a different uh, culture or lifestyle with things, you might not be, let's say if you were to travel to Asia, you know, the way they eat their cuisine or what they think is acceptable to eat and that's normal to that culture may not be normal to you from how you were raised up and how your culture defined what you perceive as normal. So mm-hmm. the same thing in a relationship, if you're, you know, meeting someone and getting to know someone, you don't know everything, you know, even through your dating stage, you know, the dating stage is just like the, uh, the initiation is the beginning of deciding, you know, if this, you know, if this is a project worthwhile undertaking, or if this is something, you know, but when you actually uh, understand a culture, it's a lifestyle where to say you adapt yourself to it to, and be immersed into it to know it. And sometimes you come across someone, you meet someone and something might look different or might be different than what you're used to. Um, but it's not a red flag. So red flag, when you say that it's a broad thing. Um, okay, so let me break it down for you. Go ahead. So a red flag is a red flag. It's not, as you're seeing, a difference in cultural uh, cultural differences. That's something totally different. Um, the fact that someone does something different differently than you or they eat a different cuisine, that's not a red flag. Literally put, a red flag is a sign of a particular problem that signals something needs attention. So a red flag in a relationship suggests that there's something wrong. There's a situation. It's more significant and more serious than, um, you know, they eat rice with all of their meals. 
but we eat grits for breakfast, you know, whatever. I'm just going to throw out that easy ass analogy. A red flag indicates that, you know, there's something very dangerous approaching or potentially occurring. So in a relationship, when we say red flag, we're suggesting that your partner may um, engage in behaviors that indicate a lack of respect, integrity, or interest in the relationship. So a red flag is is dangerous. Um, it's a warning, really, that you should consider ending that relationship. Um, those are those are red flags. Red flag is a, is a sign of danger. You know, if you're out there in the woods hunting, going somewhere, and there's a wildfire, more than likely there will be a red flag. Uh, on on around the perimeter of that fire to let you know do not enter do not come into this space so um so there's a well, difference between the two but before well, before okay. we go down that that path before mm-hmm. we go down that path so i just really wanted to get from you what what and what caused the demise of your of your marriage just sort of briefly before we really go into this conversation rich yeah so and briefly as i summed I- up my marriage and my divorce and two sentences or whatever, how um, would you describe your demise? I can't even say it's a demise because I'm actually engaged now, but um, it's to a, the same person. No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that would have been crazy. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the demise no, I, no, of your I, no, I, marriage. I, no, I know. I, no, I, that's why I said, um, it's not a shortfall, but uh, you know, it's, um, got it. um I, I got, uh, I, I was more blindsided by mine. Mm-hmm. Um, mine came to me. Um, it was not necessarily mutually agreed upon at that time. And mm-hmm. there were certain things uh, along the way with both of us that we could have changed, but um, you just kept going. We just kept going. And long story short, the analogy is sweeping things under the rug. Kept on sweeping yeah. things under the rug till the rug got big. And uh, after a while, kept on tripping on it. And nobody wanted to clean the rug. So hmm. threw the whole rug in the dirt out. Got it. I think it's safe to say that when you're young and you you enter a relationship and you get serious in that relationship, maybe you haven't mastered the best way in communicating. Um, oftentimes communication, the lack of effective communication is a factor in the demise of a relationship. And Rich, you just pretty much alluded to that. You said that you guys would have problems and you would just sweep it under the rug. So it sounds like you weren't engaging those problems together. You guys weren't actively working on the problems. I would I would say, yeah, is, is that old analogy? Um, I take that into my relationship now. It's instead of, you know, you being on one side of the table and me being on the other side of the table and going at each other, we're both on the same type, side of the table addressing the issue together except you know mm-hmm. being defensive and fighting back and forth and that's the best way to put it is when you get that paradigm shift to say listen it's us versus the problem versus me versus you then that makes everything a lot easier i was 20 and turned 21 a couple of weeks after i married how old were you guys when you got married wycliffe i was 24 when i got married going on to 25 yep Mm-hmm. Rich and you? <laughs> I, mean, I gotta think about this. Um, the damn shame. You just yeah, totally forgot all about that relationship. Dude, that bitch no, out not, the window. Not, not even, like, <laughs> I, I don't even remember how old I am, like, 
from last year. I was born in 84. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> born in 84. Thing happened in 2012. So 28. Okay. And, but, but I had two kids prior to that, which, you know, that, that process was just trying to, I guess, fold everything in. But mm-hmm, So I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess and say 28. No, okay. 27. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Find 27. That's your final number. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what if you guys had to recommend, if you were talking to a a group of young men and they said, man, when should I get married? What age should I start to think about marriage? Do you think getting married in my twenties is too young? What would you say to them, Rich? Age doesn't define when you're ready, but I would highly suggest you really not trying to get to know somebody else without you exploring yourself and dating yourself first. And people don't ding 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 ding. Yeah. Brownie points. Yeah, like that answer. Yeah. What else would you add to that, Wyclef? I would add to that, um, know God too, you know, like have some spiritual connection because the way that we're made up, yes, is, you know, knowing yourself and knowing what you want to say, the kind of person you are, your character and your soul. And, and as you mature and understand that, but there is another facet to us where spiritually there is a spiritual side of us and having that, um, uh, like coverance, understanding spiritually of God and, and having that guidance, it will help you with having the discernment through the crowd. Because when you're out there in the market, you know, there's a crowd out there in the market, but mm-hmm. you have to know who to gravitate to and who's of your kingship. And, who, you know, because if not, Yes, you can get with someone else or get with someone by knowing yourself and being, you know, woke. But if you don't have that spiritual magnetism, you can find yourself with something that does not allow you to live a fulfilled and really purposeful and effective life. So um, now I'm going to play devil's advocate. Um, There are uh, plenty of folk who say they know God and they're into church. And they get in these relationships and they're piss poor ass husbands, they're piss poor ass wives, but they know God well. And you would think someone who is, um, who respects and adores a higher power, that humility would be a part of their day-to-day governance, Mm. right? You would think that, but, um, you know, and I'm not saying I disagree with your your answer at all. I think it's definitely important to have that that spiritual connection and to believe in a higher power because oftentimes that's what gets you through trials and tribulations. But there are a lot of people in the church who never got to know themselves, who may have grown up being told that masturbation was sinful, never explored themselves sexually, right? So... I think that comes with challenges also because I've spoken to a lot of patients who they're in the church and they get married to someone else who's in the church and they have the worst ass marriage ever. 
I I agree. You're correct. But you have to look at it. You know, many would say that they are his, but it's not what you say. It's what you do. And many people go to church and you can say anything out your mouth. You know, I can sit here and say, I am white. You're going to look at me like I'm crazy. And I could try to convince you because in my head, that's my belief or that's my, you know, thought or whatever. That doesn't make it reality. Someone going into church and calling God's name and saying, like, I am of this set. God knows who is his kids or who's of his kingdom. You know, you can't fake that. So there's a lot of people out there that go to church, that practice whatever religion that they practice, but mm-hmm. really they're like playing themselves. Like they're they're sitting on their finger, they're screwing themselves because you can't fool God. Like it's not about what you say, it's about what you do, how you move, what fruits do you bear. They talk mm-hmm. about the fruits of the spirit in the scriptures and having the fruit of love and kindness and long suffering and you know that is what makes you of his kind and of his set God's chosen people God's people not someone just going into a building which the church is a building a mosque Mm -hmm. is a building and saying that they're a part of a group you know it doesn't work like that. So there's a lot of, you know, fake people or people that pretend to be something. So when they're in a relationships and they, their actions show that like, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing or handling that relationship, right? You can't really sit there as a person who's aware of this and believe that they are a Christian. Like me, when I see certain things in certain people, I take them for how they move and what their actions prove. And I know that everybody that says they're a Christian really isn't a Christian. It's either something Mm -hmm. that they've grown up in or a ritual they follow or so forth. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at at it. I've listened to, um, you know, some of the podcasts you had. Uh, posted and um some of the things like even with the gentleman that uh, or the the young lady that came on that had a sexless uh relationship uh prior to them getting married and after they got married it was like mm-hmm. four or five times that they were intimate like in a year mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. like the reaction you had to say like what like an alarm a red flag as you would call it just hearing that five times one year you're married it doesn't add up that is the action to prove that he was not real or genuine in the relationship to say like I love you I want to be with you I married you to commit to you and so his actions prove that just by that so just how quickly you were able to be observant of that and realize that that's wrong. Is the- yeah, I, I would I would second that. I, I would say that when you look at when you look at anybody saying that they are spiritual or they 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 go by religion, we all fall short. And 
when you play devil's advocate and you ask the question, <clears throat> okay, what does that look like? I think you take people for what they are. You look at what you can deal with, what you can cope with. And then the things, not necessarily trying to change somebody, right? But be genuine within yourself to say, listen, I, I fall short. If you think I need to work on some things, let me know what I need to work on. Help me with, be, be humble. Help me with what you need or what you may find as a red flag. And then let's continue to move on. Um, I mean, what is your thought process uh, when it comes to relationships, religion, and, you know, kind of it blending together for people to make the right decision? Yeah, I think um, even when religion is involved, um, and I'm, I'm so glad, Wyclef, that you mentioned the scenario of the sexless relationship, which was uh, last week's, well, whatever week that was podcast, because who knows when this will get played, but <laughs> it yeah. was one of the, it was one of my, my recent podcasts. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because her husband really doesn't think anything's wrong with him. Like, and that's selfish. That's not the way a true Christian or a true believer of God will think. There's no way yeah. I can come and say, I'm going to commit myself to you, spend the rest of my life with you. And now we're together. And I know that you are attracted to me. Want to, you know, like you're, you're not stupid. You're a grown person. Like, come on, cut it out. And yeah. what I was going to say and, is that it, it, it begs the conversation of mental illness in all realms. You know, really? he's, yeah. As I explained to her, um, you know, not necessarily during the recording, mm -hmm. but I explained it to her later that he, I believe, has a history of trauma somewhere in his past. And he's been suppressing it for so many years. To me, he seems to fit the prototype of someone who's been sexually molested or abused. That's what I believe. Okay. Um, and I think that he does not want to do the work. You know, people, it's a lot of work to mentally engage a situation from your past and work on moving past it, to work on severing those emotional ties to whatever that trauma was from your past. Um, you know, I'll, I'll back up a minute. I've spoken to her more than once. And um, when they, even when they were dating, um, and I told her, I said, you know, I don't know about this. A guy who has never had sexual relations, no oral sex, no foreplay, nothing. Like, I don't know that you should marry him. Like, for me, that was a red flag. Mm -hmm. It was a red flag because, yeah, I know plenty of men in church, plenty of women who are into church. And boy, when your loins catch fire <laughs> and you like someone, yo, and you're digging them. And you want to just like, just, I was going to, I was going to say fuck, but I didn't mean fuck literally like, but just, you just want to be funny. one with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a, that's a hard feeling to just resolve and get past and not engage it whatsoever. Like this dude didn't want to hold hands. He didn't want to spoon. He wouldn't grab her ass. He wouldn't, you know, rub her shoulders. He wouldn't, he didn't now do anything. I mean, the public displays of affection, right? And then there's certain things, and, I, and you know, so as you said that, you don't know the type of woman you have or you're dealing with mm -hmm. when you first meet them, right? So you have to walk in a in, in a 
being very cautious and say, hey, listen, am I, can I do this? Can I do that? And that's why I said, you just need to be yourself. Because if you like to have a girl, you like to hold her hand or you like to rub her rub her butt or you like to, you know, put, just, just tickle somebody. Like if those are the things you like to do, you have mm-hmm. to be able to do those things freely and um, without resent. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, people may like somebody, right? And you could be as holy as you want. There's still certain things of how you want to manage within your relationship. That doesn't mean if I go to, to my fiance now and I smack her smack her ass or or grab her, that doesn't mean I'm I'm not treating her in a godlike way. That's how we conduct ourselves within our relationship. What I said is that that people need to really embrace like who they are and show it. And if somebody doesn't like it or doesn't want to adapt or change to it, not necessarily for them, then that's the person not for you. You got to find somebody that likes that just as much. For example, if you like telling your girl, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Mm-hmm. And she gets upset about that. Then that's some, that, that's how you display love. That's not how she receives it. That does, Just because you guys have good chemistry doesn't mean you need to be together. Right. Well, and, and so, and, and here comes the notion of, damn, do you have to be in a relationship with everyone you're attracted to? And I think that's the mistake that people make. They see someone, they like how they look, they like how they dress, they like their body, they think they're fine, they, you know, they're cute, they're pretty, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they think the next step always has to be, I got to engage in something with him or her. And it really doesn't have to be that. Maturity will teach you that you can be attracted to someone and not pursue anything with them. You don't have to. You don't have to pursue a relationship with every person you're attracted to. And I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it says many are called for your chosen. Like you're going to run across so many things yeah. in your lifetime. Uh, and, and that's where the spiritual side come when I said what I said, because if I mm-hmm. had the understanding of what I understand now, then I would have been able to discern better then mm-hmm. that some things were just to be like hi, right. <laughs> hi. but i didn't mm-hmm. so it, it, again that's why it goes further than just knowing yourself all right you know yourself kudos to you exactly so and, 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 would, and let me and let me take it back to the question i asked you guys what would you tell young men is a, a safe age to get married because there's so many things you don't know in your 20s. There are so many things you don't know in your early 20s. You don't know how to communicate. Your personality is still developing. Rich, don't lose that thought that you had. You were going <laughs> to say something. Hold on to it. And you so, verbal cues. Yeah. And, and so I would say that someone should wait until they're in their 30s because you really don't learn the whole process of discernment, of being complimentary to someone, of being mature and realizing you don't have to be involved with everyone that you're attracted to. You know, I, I, I stand firm in believing that our 20s are for us to really learn who we are, you know, to create a place for yourself in life and society and kind of direct yourself on a path that you want to take for the rest of your life, which will probably change time and time again. But um, I think 20s is too young to really know for most folks, I know there are exceptions and people do get married in their 20s and they make it and they have a good relationship. What were you going to say, Rich? The old, no, I, I don't, I forgot how it actually goes, but um, 
when we're young, men are always chasing women, right? And then women mm -hmm. at that point is in a place of power. They get to choose the man. Mm -hmm. But for that pivotal oh, life moment, <laughs> for that pivotal life moment, mm -hmm. the woman never the woman never chooses the the relationship. Mm -hmm. The man chooses the and, and the man chooses the wife. Mm. So you could preach, brother, all, preach. <laughs> so you so you so you could choose everything that you want. Like oh, he has money, he does this, or she has money. She, you're running around. Because you are boastful in the aspect where you're choosing the guy to be in a relationship with. But the funny thing is you don't choose the guy to be married to. The guy chooses who the woman he wants to be married to. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, you can feel forced. You can feel obligated. Anything. And at the end of the day, you make that decision. Now, here's the flip side of it. Mm -hmm. People who have kids and feel obligated. Most times, it's not love. It's not kids. It's an inner feeling of trying to complete a goal mm -hmm. that they don't know how to obtain. So the goal is white picket fence, two, two and a half kids, one and a half dogs, and everything furnished. Where in reality, it's it's... It's not even that. It's do I even want to live in a house or do I want to travel? Exactly. Yes. Yes. And then after that, it's okay. Do I want to make a hundred thousand dollars or do I want to make $50,000 and be able to just work 40 hours a week? And once right. you know that, then you start to find the pieces to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, yeah. You and you, and you, you don't do that until later. You don't, you don't accomplish that in your twenties. Because that's not what we're, oh. our parents don't teach us that. Yeah. Our parents was if if you look systemically, right? We all are just in a work mode, work mode, and to survive. Mm -hmm. Now, just us culturally, blacks, let's say Hispanics, anybody of, of a minority, right? We're we're trying to get ahead so much, and don't take this wrong. Even a black woman, mm -hmm. we can we have to put her up on a pedestal, but. Not when you say black woman, it's not just a black woman, it's a Spanish woman, it's a the women of minority, but mm -hmm. the, everybody chases a career so much that they leave the personal the personal relationships to the side outside of friendships, and then they don't worry about themselves. So then when they after they have accomplished this career goal, that's when you start looking for everything else. And by then everybody else is already taken or the good ones are gone. It's not that. It's just that you don't know yourself to find out what you're looking for. And you can't identify those red flags that you say, right? Yeah. Or check it out. Or check it out. The other thing, let me interject, is they're, they're you know, a nickel, but they're looking for a dime. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, sometimes yeah. people are reaching too high. Like you think you should have filet mignon when really... <laughs> Your skirt stick. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So so people have to really identify with that too. Who are you? And you mentioned that in the very beginning, Rich, knowing who you are, being honest with who you are. So if you are, you know, if you're grade B, but you're or grade C and you're trying to get grab someone in class, you know, who's a, a an A, that may not work out too well. You're gonna always be left out in the cold. 
but how do you define class A, B, and C, right? Or I mean, and that's everybody's gonna look at themselves as being, hey, listen, I, 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 I'm decent. We all have issues, right? But I'm decent. I make this much amount of money. Like, what? What's your criteria <laughs> for getting in these A, B, C, and D areas? Um, and so those I mean, are things that you gotta you gotta keep it real. Life is about how you look. Right. And you don't select to be in a relationship based on just looks. We know that. But in general, superficially, life is about looks and how attractive you are. It's also about your height, your weight, your body, your body habitus. You know, if you're obese, you may not be getting that call after that interview. And if, there have been plenty of studies that psychologists and mental health professionals have conducted to prove this. The person who typically gets the job, let's say if everyone is just as qualified across the board, the person who gets the job is the attractive person. Aesthetically. Please. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is in life. And that's not just in America, that's all over the world. And so that applies to relationships too. And you really got to look at yourself and be honest with yourself. You know, there are some very beautiful women out here. And you'll see, I was just looking at an article, I was reading an article of some of these celebrities, some of these older men, they're with women who are 20 years, they're, they're junior. These are beautiful women. Uh, I can't think of the dude's name, but he's dating a chick from Zanzibar. She looks like a white girl, but she's from Zanzibar. Mm. She's unique. You know, she's considered exotic. So I'm talking about that type of thing. You know, you got to know what lane to get in. You got to know which lane to get in. And well, so, well, and, and it's not just about money either or about your job, but a lot of times initially it's about looks superficially. You know, it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that I have now come to really take and know the value of is really knowing God. As you mentioned, well, what would I advise women? You're, I'm sorry, what would I advise young men in terms mm-hmm. of uh, who they date in and, and, and get married to women? It really is knowing God. Like there's certain things and everything that you're saying is correct, you know, but that's on an earthly level. Mm-hmm. But because we are spiritual beings and there's more to us than just things of the earth, if you're not connected with the right person, then your transcendency is not going to be, it's going to be different. And That's real talk. That's yeah. real talk right there. So you, you, you might see them. And even those guys, as you mentioned, them actors and dating them young girls, they're fulfilling and chasing things on a plane of like planet earth here. But like your soul is going to leave your body one day and you're going to go somewhere. Is she who you're marrying going to really enrich you and make you develop into that Hercules to enter into the spiritual realm? Mm -hmm. And that's that's the stuff that, you know, I didn't understand at the time. And you mentioned something, and at first I, I thought about it differently when you said, well, uh, what age? And I'm like, well, age is not but a number. Like, God could hit you at six years old and you'd be ready to, you know, drop bombs on people, whatever. I, for the general populace and just in understanding myself growing up and, and even my peers and from what I see, yeah, you know, 
after coming out of high school and going into college, teens, early 20s, <laughs> you're doing a lot of exploring. There's a lot of trying to learn things around you and your environment and at the same time you and how you affect it and how it affects you and yes there is a capsule of time that would fall in the 20s round yeah. so you know what you Clef, when you said that uh and you know how I, <laughs> how i think on certain things listen slut yourself out for the 20s get get everything out that you need Figure it out. I'm talking not just male or female. And when I say that, slut yourself out. People typically think about you just exhaust. You got to exhaust everything about yourself. What do you, you have to do that? Like, do, yeah, they call it sowing your oats. No, no, because oats start to grow. And <laughs> you, you, you might not want to. No, no, you got to be safe and careful. You don't want to make babies in the process. You don't want to conceive, but. You gotta try different things. You gotta, you gotta. I get understand, out. but if you if you're if you're sowing your oats, as I said, slant yourself out. You may be all right. Let, let me see if I like older women. She may that older woman may be ready to have kids. You're not ready, so that, mm-hmm. that that's a way way different conversation. You may say, okay, I'm gonna go younger. Oh, I really like them because I may be able to manipulate. That's not you understand. Like there's certain things that, as people, you're gonna find and. And I think you, you can appreciate this. You're going to find the, the trauma that you need to deal with. Yeah. Right. So for me, like when they say like sex, right. Uh, and you think about certain things that go back, go on. Well, you got to think, you don't know if people are over sexual because that's what they seen in their house or mm-hmm. it, 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 it was encouraged for you to, you know, listen, explore your body. It's, it's encouraged for you. Hey, guess what? When you go out there and you get, get see these girls, you know, bring them home, knock them down. You know what I mean? Uh, you need at least once a, one a week. That's hey, listen, you're crazy. making a good point on that because a lot of young men say that's how their fathers talk to them about and dealing with girls. That and know we t- and, and that's what? You're, explo- you're, you're wrong. Yeah. Well, it's double standards, too, because, you know, of course, they would not want their daughters doing that, but it's okay for the young men to do it. I interrupted you. Go ahead, Rich. No, no, it's, it's, it's I, I, to answer your question, if I have to give an age, I'll say 35 to 36. And it's because the 20s, you, after a while, sex, as a man, I, guys, I'm going to give you this hint, please, and I'm only going to say it once. You become so powerful when sex does not mean anything to you. I got to give you another point. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) You are hitting these gems, man. Because absolutely. Like, listen, this is all you're going. And me and Clef had this conversation uh, probably a couple weeks ago. If that's all you're, listen, not bringing to the table. I'm not even eating that. Like to me, that's part. That's that's what's on the menu. If that's what's on your menu, keep it, sweetheart. Because mm-hmm. after a while, I I don't always want to have sex with you, right? It, and yeah. it's not that I don't want to. I want I want you to stimulate me mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And that's where and that's, was, and that's what Wyclef that's was just saying about right? that transcending. Yeah. Yeah. So like. You bring in, oh, I make a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, this is some bomb ass right here. Like, come, like if you talking to me like that, that means you're trying to manipulate a situation for a better good. Like, there's certain criteria. I need to be attracted to you. I need to have. 
I need to have a great sexual, healthy relationship. That's one. Mm-hmm. Yes. I need us to be financially secure in some areas. Yes. But getting to know you is to getting to date. Like Cliff said this last week when we had it, uh, we were talking, you date constantly. You can't get in a relationship, get in a marriage and stop dating. Mm-hmm. If you stop dating, then dating is the act of understanding. At that point, mm-hmm. if you stop dating them sexually, you never, you don't know if they like bondage or if they if, or if they, they don't like the way you're doing something. You start to explore the person. You have to legit explore your wife or your girl or your husband or your man like the damn universe, like the sea. Mm-hmm. You don't know mm-hmm. what's there. And when you, you're going to uncover some great things <laughs> and then you're going to uncover some trauma. And when you mm-hmm. uncover those, tra- those traumatic issues, you can't run away. You got to actually sit, that's where you actually got to sit there and, and experience that person in those great moments and those bad moments. And that's what makes someone love you because you see all of them. Right, right. Yeah, you dropping gems. I, I, so this is a good segue for my next, um, I guess, question or comment. But before I go to that next question or comment, I just want to clarify for folks listening I am not saying that I agree with the superficial. So when I say that it's about looks and uh, being attracted to to someone or basically how someone looks that um, is a thing that really determines a lot of outcomes. I'm just sharing with you guys what's in the studies. I'm not saying that I agree with that. I totally disagree with that. You have to get to know someone. And as uh, Rich just mentioned, you have to know who they are on a spiritual level. You guys have to have energy. That connection has to be there. When you meet someone where your energy just fucking like compliments one another so well and that vibe is there, there's nothing better than that. There is nothing better than that synergy with the person that you're vibing with. Um, And to get there, you yourself, you got to know who you are. And that's what Rich, you said in the very beginning, knowing who you are, uh, dating yourself in the beginning being satisfied with yourself, being content with yourself, you know? And so all of those things make a difference. And of course, Wycliffe, you also, you suggested we have to be, um, we got to be in favor and touch with a higher power. Um, And so those are essentials, knowing who you are, having a higher power, respecting that higher power, knowing the universe is not just a random thing. I think those things are important and they, they shape the basis of a relationship, Um, And then the other thing I'll add is this, Uh, Rich, you mentioned that the man chooses the relationship. You said the man chooses the marriage, actually is what you said. He chooses who to marry. I would say that he chooses both. He chooses the marriage and he chooses the relationship too. I think the man chooses the relationship. Um, So now, segue. You guys both listened to the episode of a sexless marriage. It was, it was a woman who was talking about uh, being married to a man. They were married eight years, I believe it was, and only really made love five times during the marriage. They didn't even make love on their their hunting at their on their honeymoon, the wedding night. So someone wrote in, a man wrote in, and he said this: "I listened to the podcast, sexless relationships. That's a woman's point of view." I'm going through this right now and on the verge of leaving. I just have to come to grips with leaving my kids in a house without me. And that's the hard part. But if you hear my story, story, you'll have a whole new can of worms to deal with because these women have plans these days. And in the end, the only people hurt 
are their children. So it seems like he's saying that um, his wife or significant other is withholding sex. Mm. What would you guys say to him? You first, Wyclef. Okay. All right. So when I spoke earlier to say like you have to know God, um, this is the end result of it, but just to backtrack, like the universe is a creation or it's not God. It's, it's, that's something totally different. So someone knowing the universe. And uh, so-, so my apologies, guys. We had a, a little issue with the connection, but uh, Wyclef was answering the question and he's he's going to bring it back. Um, um, you'll hear me add the second part of the this gentleman who called in, DM'd, wrote in, um, he had additional questions. So you'll hear me pose a question and then Wyclef will come back in and finish what he was saying um, when the connection kind of got a little faulty. So listen, he has a, a pretty good explanation, actually. Wow. Well, I was That's- saying that I, I found he, he also sent a DM to the office account and he said, um, I love to love on my love when permitted. If you ask me, I say I'm good in bed. I love sex, but I'm in a marriage less than five times this past year. I guess they made love. I masturbate twice a day. She doesn't want to kiss, cuddle, none of the above. We have two kids and honestly, I'm just here to be with my kids daily. We don't talk. We don't have intimate moments. Nothing. When people show you who they are, believe them. LOL. Well, how about their representative showing you one thing and it's really the opposite. I have been thinking of leaving for the longest. I have cheated, but that doesn't work because you really realize what you don't have. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure where you left off or where I left off. I should say when the connection went, but what I was saying, uh, Yeah, I didn't hear anything that you said. Okay, so what I was saying is that the part and the point of knowing God is so impactful and powerful because uh, knowing God is different from knowing the universe. The universe is a creation. It's a thing. God is God. He created that thing. So that's the first thing. The second thing is with understanding that, there would have been a level of discernment that would have um, brought to light the fact that this uh, connection is was not true and not real in terms of she should be with that man. And now the end result, what, eight years in a relationship, five times they had sexual um, um, interactions, and throughout it, she's gone through ups and downs with different trials and all of that. That was not the whole purpose of marriage and what it's supposed to be. And the kind of well, you, well woman- you're 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 talking about the other couple now. I'm talking about a man who wrote in and said that his wife is not giving him no play in a bedroom. It goes for him too. To it doesn't it doesn't change. The point that I'm trying to make is that if you don't mm-hmm. have a discernment that is given to you from having a spiritual connection Clef. to God, Clef. you find yourself Clef. where you're the wrong person. Yeah, go ahead, bro. If, if your shorty ain't giving you, like, let's, 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 I'm going to pull you. Shorty <laughs> says, yo, listen, you only going to get it five times for the year, bro? Something will be wrong and I won't go further. I would know that this is not the well, one. No, no, I, no, I, no, I, 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 I
Look, look, this is me and you real quick. Mm-hmm. Five times. That's like once every like seven weeks. Bro, I'm not going to keep on beating off every fucking day, bro. I'm not doing it. Yeah, but he's masturbating two times a, a day. Nobody <laughs> is holding a gun to anybody's head here. They have, he has the choice to say, what would I'm you do? Continue what, with this. What would you I would do? not be there. If, if, if I know I'm in a relationship with you, like, I, can, I, I can, first of all, like, well, in this stage now, I don't know how old these and what happens. And that's why I was referring back to the fact that like knowing God, he going to hook you up. He going to show you stuff that you ain't never seen with your regular natural eyes. He going to point things out to you. He going to give you dreams. He going to, sh- you ain't going to be no dummy. That's the point I'm just trying to say. I, I got you. Right. So what I'm saying is if he finds himself where he's in a relationship and she ain't giving him no, bruh, like you're choosing to be there. All right. He got kids. Things happen. But things were going on before. Mm. Like a leaf doesn't rot overnight in water. A leaf, it takes time for the leaf to rot. You saw things and the red flags that, uh, you know, you you were speaking about. Uh, in the beginning, uh, Ms. Thomas, you would have seen things to either let you know, do I further investigate this or this is going to be a risk or a threat or do I assess it and see that, okay, well, this is something that we can adjust and change. I think you hit the nail right on the head right there is that there's something else there that is not being talked about. You're just not getting no cutty because you're not getting, like it has to be, uh, it has to be something exactly that is propelling this issue. I, I, I'm, I'm going to, my advice. Wait, so what y'all trying to say? She's cheating or she's getting the deal somewhere else? It doesn't matter if she I, is. I, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, there, there, there's something else. It's not, it's not just sex, right? So mm-hmm. when, and that's what Clef was saying. There has to be something else because sex doesn't happen like that and you have two kids right so what happened was it the same way were you always just having sex five times a year before the first kid were you always having sex five times a year before the second kid what is the thing that happened what what changed so you got to go dig that up first before you even think about take it from three people that had had a divorce go dig up your shit before you fit before you want to jump ship that's the first and, and he did say that she's misrepresented she misrepresented he's saying that she showed him a different side before i guess they got into this serious relationship or before they married or whatever so she was probably more sexually active but, but and what it, you know different? it happens where people misrepresent in right. the beginning and then once they secure the relationship they basically they become their usual selves their real person Well, I mean, if they're still together and if it's something that in terms of this context of what we're talking about, if it's something that he still wants, if they cannot get intervention um, to say like they get counseling together and it's something he's they don't talk to do and she's willing to do and they resolve it, if that's not feasible at this point, like <laughs> make your move because or organize yourself because your life is short and you got God got you got a purpose on your life and there's some people that come along in your life that aren't for your benefit and your life is bigger than you you know even if you get in a relationship you get in a relationship and everybody kissy kissy huggy huggy 
touchy touchy and all of that but like it's supposed to do something impact something go somewhere you know and that in itself is supposed to be a ministry because if you look into it like when you get married to someone it is usually in a church and under a covering of a of a religious umbrella you know a priest or whatever whatever that's what you consider marriage yes you can go to the court or whatever and so forth but even in a court they're gonna make you there's some bible or something there's something sworn in or something whatever so the point that i'm trying to say is if in his case it's not um on her part, willing to say, yes, I want to try and make an effort to make this work for him. That is supposed to be, or in my opinion, would be a sign to say that this is probably something you need to think about or something in your life you need to think about changing. And maybe, yes, you do need to divorce. Maybe, you know, I don't know. We're just talking here within a couple minutes on this topic. But that's just how I. Yeah, we haven't heard her side of the story. Maybe he sucks in bed. Maybe he's done things that he's not telling me in the in the DM. Maybe he she caught him cheating. You know, it could be a lot of different factors that we don't know because there's three sides to every story: his side, her side, and and the truth. Um, but what it sounds like to me is they're they're lacking the communication. He's saying they don't talk so. And if they don't know how to communicate and do this, then they should go to a professional and get some help with that. What do you I want mean, to say, Rich? From a dad, from that aspect, um, I would say if you're in a situation where you're completely unhappy and your kids can witness that, for your kids' sake, you owe it to them and it's an obligation to you as a, as a parent for them to present the way that you want them to see relationship because that's going to be how they think a relationship's going to go. Number one, if and, they don't- And add the word healthy to, healthy to see a healthy relationship. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know sometimes, you know how kids see their parents kissing by, ooh, that's nasty. But in reality, they, they like it because it shows affection. It shows- that that person or the other person cares is a receiving and is a taking right um right. even in a blended family it may be completely different right because it's different different parents but they still see that 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 connection the next thing is you have an obligation as a husband and she has an obligation of, as a wife and that physical attraction needs to be there because if that's not there then obviously you're going to go out like you you did and then she will go out. So then the marriage in itself is deteriorating based on physical needs, right? Mm -hmm. Needing to get your rocks off. If you getting your rocks off by yourself for two times a day, that's, you know what I mean? that That's a lot versus you waiting once every seven weeks. And then at the end of the day, you got to be happy. So if you're not happy, then you have to, you have to at least put yourself before your kids in this aspect to say, okay, this is what I would like for my life because your kids are going to be your kids all the time. And also your kids are only going to need you for a certain amount of time. So when they become 20, you're going to be mad because you stayed in a relationship for 15 years for the kids. You only, you chose to get your rocks off two times a day and not be satisfied because of the kids. Mm -hmm. So then you may resent them too in that aspect. So yeah, you got to go be happy, man. Yeah, so I think we all agree on that, that 
dude, whoever you are who wrote in, drop that zero. But listen, you played a role in in the demise of the relationship. It takes two to tangle. So you got to really do the work and look at yourself and see what role did you play in this situation. If he's really claiming that the problem is she misrepresented. She said, oh yeah, I like sex. And listen, again, this all goes back to communication. You got to communicate when you're dating. You got to talk about everything. How do you feel about God? How do you feel about traditional religion? How do you feel about, um, you know, how you would raise your children? How do you feel about sex? How many times per week do you want to have sex? How many times per week do you think we should have sex? Are you attracted to me? What do you like that I do? What do you like that that I don't do? Or what is it that I don't do that you want me to do? What makes you feel good? Does this, do you like this when I do this to you? You know, it's so many conversations that have to be engaged in a relationship. And I think people don't do it. And that's a part of getting to know one another when you're dating according. And that's the thing that I find is some people skip the the actual acquaintance part, the courting part. Are you, you you just named a whole bunch of questions. People are comfortable asking those questions. So going back- They are or they aren't comfortable. I I think many relationships, they, they just ask the, you know, the surface questions, right? Yeah. You just, like, even after sex, like, somebody sitting there having, did you like that? Like, people don't, like, don't doing that. So now, I mean, I'm asking you and Clev, is that something you would do more now is diving into the situations with questions, say, after sex or after meetings? Are, are those questions more uh, top of mind? to be answered to find out somebody's for you or not? I talk about everything. When I'm dating someone, the thing is this, it depends on where I place him. If it's if I'm dating someone and I'm just chilling with him, we're just kicking it. We're just going out here and there. But I really don't want to be with him because he doesn't move me like that. But he's all right as a time waster. You know, he's, <laughs> he's for that. Um, there's a lot of things I'm not going to ask because I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I'm you just playing a position right now. But if I'm involved with someone who I'm like, dang, I'm really digging this, this guy, I really like him. And I'm getting that same energy from him. Then we're going to talk about everything because I want him to be comfortable in the relationship. And I want him to feel comfortable talking about everything. Like I want to be able to talk about any and everything, period. <laughs> um. Y'all had a loss of words. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I personally say not a lot of people think like that. I think it takes time for them to get to that state. Um, I think men want to talk about all that things mm. earlier on. And I would say in, in that journey, because it's just questions getting to know, but they're not comfortable. I think females also have to allow that to be comfortable in the beginning. That's where, you know, you find that chemistry and you kind of say, oh, wow. Because men got to the point of not giving a shit and females got to the point of I'm tired of having bullshit or time wasters, right? So it almost works perfectly. So go ahead, my back. And I, I bet you, I bet you there's a woman listening who's saying, uh-uh, we want to do the talk. We talk. We want to know. We ask yeah. questions. You guys are the ones who don't want to talk. Clef, go ahead. What do you? What I, you got? What I'm just going to say is that first and foremost, a relationship is the title. Dating is the action. That's the verb. So dating never ends. 
like that's a continuous ongoing operation. It's not a project, it's an operation process. And you mentioned something, um, Ms. Thomas, about like like dating someone that's a time waster. You know you're not gonna go further with that person, but it's just something to do. And I think like that kind of activity could be dangerous in a sense that it ain't dangerous if you if I know and he knows that we're just having fun. I mean, you cannot marry everybody you get into a relationship with for obvious reasons. But forgive me for interrupting your thought process. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, r- right, right. Um, what I, what I'm saying is that in terms of that time that's taken to say like all right I'm gonna go out and do it it's one thing to say like if you're just going out to enjoy yourself to say like all right I need to get out the house get some vitamin d get out these four walls cabin fever setting and whatever mm-hmm. you know life setting and I just need to break out that's one thing but mm-hmm. if you're saying like you're just all right I'm dating or I'm just going to go out with this person and I know I'm not going to be with him but having the understanding that the context of the the connect the the event happening y'all getting together is a possible pursuit you know whether on his part or you know then that time would be in my opinion better used like defining yourself Child, work please whatever I disagree wholeheartedly I know okay. who I am I, I have found myself a long time ago okay. you know I'm I'm good I'm not actively dating now because I'm in a relationship but previously <laughs> when I was it's not a time waster for me because remember I've been married already I have a son my son will be 25 in April so I'm not on the time clock I'm not on a time clock. I'm not, you know, people will say, oh, if you're, um, and so I will agree with you on that. If it's someone who is really looking for a mate, I discourage dating just to date someone who, you know, is not someone you want to be with. Now that's a time waster. And I told a young lady that a couple of weeks ago, she's with a guy who she really doesn't like. He can't handle the conversation that she tries to have with him about sex and sexual relations when she tries to, you know, do like the little after action thing on, on their lovemaking sessions or whatever. He can't and he's much older. He's like in his 50s and can't handle talking about it. And I say, yo, drop him. You're wasting your time. You're looking, you're looking for a mate. You want to be in a relationship, but you're blocking your blessings because you're spending your time with this person who doesn't even know how to communicate with you. And she told me she was going to stop seeing him. So I definitely get your point. Your, your point is well taken. But for me, it wasn't a time waster. It was just, and, and I never misled anyone. They, they knew, no, I, I don't want to be in a serious relationship. I'm dating, you know, I'm, I'm actively dating. So it's important to, to just be transparent. So I, I hear what you're saying on that. Be transparent, say things for what they are. You know, and don't mislead people. Now, in terms of you going on that date with that person, <laughs> what is your focus on it with? Is that is the, the date focused to say like one just being out or you're still engaging a person to say like, you know, given a level of attention or how how is that? Could you define that a little bit more? Maybe I wanted to, you know, go to a game or maybe I wanted to go to a movie or 
Um, I do a lot of things by myself. I don't mind doing some things alone, but sometimes people invite you out. So if someone invites me out and, you know, their energy is okay for hanging out, then I may say yes and hang out. But it doesn't mean that I got to make them my husband or I got to continue to see them and see this as a possible relationship. Like I truly believe every person that come that we come into contact with is not meant to be someone that you travel down that path of a serious relationship or consideration for marriage or, you know, so it was just maybe just to pass the time and just kick it. Have a good time. Then that's not a date. That's not a date. You, you just went out with someone. You're that is still, a date. That is a date. How is a date is when you intentionally know that you're pursuing something. Rich, your cousin's like, like you're hunting. That is not true. See, okay, so we need, my, we're, so we're, this is good, but we are at the end of this segment. We're going to leave it right here. And the next time we come back, we're going to talk about what is dating. Because Wyclef, you just said that that's not a date. You, y'all just hung out. I've gone out with women too. They're like, we went out, but it's not a date. Like she didn't. It's a date. It's a date. When you ask when you, when you define date, it's the action of pursuing a relationship. Romantic. It is not. Like, it is not always the action of pursuing a relationship. That's absolutely not true. No, no. Let, if, if we take a poll and someone say, are you dating? The context they're going to have in their head is leveling towards romantic wise to say like, you're talking to someone and you're having in, in experiences with them where it would lead up to possibly committing to a relationship. When you say date, if if you throw that word out, take a poll and throw that word out, that's what it is. Okay. So when you say my that man, context, my man, we we are going to do that. Before we get out of here, I want Rich, I want you, do you got a word for us? If not, we're gonna let Clef have that last word. Clef got it. All right, y'all. So tune in for the next episode of the Brain Love Podcast. I'll be with uh, Rich and Wyclef of the Growing Dads podcast. Thank you for coming on, y'all. I promise you next time we get up, we're going to talk about your podcast also, okay? I'll be appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. God bless. One love. <laughs> so guys, I just wanted to remind you about um, the ways you can follow me. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast and you know how to follow the Brain Love podcast, which I created May 2020, um, it's on iHeartRadio, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, of course. Um, and then follow me on social media. On Facebook, I'm Dr. Delvina, that's D-R period space, D-E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. And on Instagram, I'm Dr. Delvina, just as D-R, D-E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. And I'm the same on Twitter as well as on Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, shoot me a follow. And I also have a YouTube channel that's Dr. Delvina Thomas. If you type in DR period space Delvina, D-E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, you should easily find it. And really, if you're following me on Instagram, if you go to my bio and click the link tree that's there, it gives you all of my all of my different links. It gives you my website also, which is Dr. Delvina, D-R-D-E-L-V-S-N-Victor-E-N-A.help. That's H-E-L-P. And also, please start tuning in on Sunday mornings at 5 a.m. on 99 Jams, Community Matters. I'm a guest host with Super Cindy. Um, tune in. You can download the 99 Jams app 
um, from the app store. And that way you don't have to get up and turn on your radio. You can just download the 99 Jams app. So give me a follow, subscribe, and thank you for your support. And if you have an advertisement for your company that you would like to play on my podcast, shoot me an email, hit me up, info, I-N-F-O, at Dr. Delvina, D-R-D-E-L-V-E-N-A dot help, H-E-L-P. All right, y'all, now I'm truly out. We're off the couch now. We're off the couch. These days, it's harder than ever to stand out from the crowd, and it's even harder to get paid for the work you put online. Luckily, there's a new way to put your work out into the world. It's called Discovered. Discovered is a new digital platform and social network where creatives share their projects to new audiences and earn more money from their work than any other platform. Ready to get out there? Visit discover.tv today. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need It's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.